0: Hi, I'm Terrell Turner, the host of the Law and Finance Show. And today we have a great guest on that's going to talk about a topic that is probably very, very, very critical to lawyers. I mean, it's even critical to accountants and accounting firms like myself. It's, you know, really how do you overcome that challenge of burnout? And how do you, you know, not lose the love? for doing what you do and practicing law and running your firm because there are a lot of lawyers who are experiencing that and some of them are just rethinking their game plan altogether well today we have a guest that we're going to talk about some things that he's learned in his career and things that he's helping others and we're going to also talk about some of the great content that he is releasing to help more lawyers so stay tuned for today's episode So without further ado, let me bring on my guest, Gary Miles. Welcome to the show. How are you?
1: Terrell, I'm doing awesome. Thank you so much for having me on. I I love what you do.
0: Oh, thank you. Thank you. It is definitely a pleasure because, you know, when I saw some of the content that you posted, one of the things that I thought is, I'm like, man, we have that same problem in the accounting industry of just people just getting so far, they just completely just get burnt out with all that it is to deal with being in the industry.
1: Yeah, it's, it's a common problem, really, in, in so many professions, what, whatever it is, we, we don't set boundaries, and we can get burned out, and then we wonder, why, why did we choose this? This was our passion. You know, for me, it was becoming a lawyer. Biggest day of my life, passing the bar, getting admitted to the bar before the court, found me there, and then some years later, we're, we're stressed, overwhelmed, and not happy, and maybe the same thing has happened to some people in accounting, too.
0: Mm-hmm. Awesome. So I'm looking forward to hopping into that, but before we do, um can you tell like what part of the country are you in?
1: So, I'm a Maryland attorney. I lived in Maryland for ten days shy of sixty seven years. i'm I'm now kind of downsizing from the active practice of law, and I've relocated to uh, Southern North Carolina in a place called Pinehurst. Um, my passion one of my other passions is golf. I played competitively as a young person and I still love it, and it's a golf mecca and a beautiful, peaceful place. I still go back to Maryland. I still work with my firm. I go back and try cases, etc. But right now, I live in North Carolina, although I'm admitted to practice law in Maryland.
0: Okay, awesome, awesome. Well, welcome to North Carolina. I know you've been here for a little while, but I'm in North Carolina as well. Uh, oh, always, I see. Always, <laughs> it's always great to have guests on that are from North Carolina on the show, so awesome. It's well, a great before state. We jump in. Absolutely. Before we jump into you know the details of you know just talking about the conversation on you know preventing burnout and setting boundaries, can you tell us a little bit about your background?
1: Sure, I've been practicing law for 43 years. I did mostly insurance defense for a period of time. I know that um, what you do is help to coach lawyers and law firms on business. I was in a small firm. We range from one to four attorneys. And doing work for insurance companies, I enjoyed it. I was good at it, but it wasn't a good business decision uh, for two reasons. The hourly rates were low, but more than that, um, it did not allow for any diversification. I was a, my 100% of my practice was to derive prim, 98% of my income from two insurance companies. And if one chose to go in a different direction, I was in trouble. So we all know diversification is a key. So I moved into family law. And have been doing that for the last 20 years, really helping people come through what's one of the most stressful things in their life. But during that time, for about 30 years, I managed my firm, um, made the decisions on hiring, growth, downsizing. And we, we had to, to do all of that at different times and really learned a lot about the business side of law firms.
0: Awesome. Awesome. So one of the things that I'm, I'm very curious about, you know, is, you know, you mentioned about, you know, Figuring out some of the, you know, the, the business side of it, of thinking through, hey, you know, if we only have two customers, um, what kind of risk does that put us in? I guess when you first started, you know, your law firm, did anybody ever like mention or give you any heads up on like diversification or was it just, hey, you learned it over time?
1: I learned it through an unfortunate event, really. I, I wish I had been smart enough. I wish I had your counseling to have learned it earlier. Um, but I learned it when at that point in time, I was pretty much doing all that work by myself. And, and I had two firms and two insurance companies and one went in a different direction. Uh, they went to work with a bigger firm. Four or five years later, they came back. But that was a rocky time. And I I learned my lesson, not not because I was wise, but because of that terrible experience that caused me to realize the importance of diversification.
0: Mm -hmm. You know, and I think that's a very interesting one, because, you know, one of the things that I've been finding as, you know, we've been talking to more lawyers is we're starting to see or or recognize, let me put it that way, is that some lawyers that went from just practicing law to managing their firm to now having to manage the business side as well as practicing law, like that burnout factor seems to be going even higher. So, you know, during those times of kind of, you know, actually managing the business as well as practicing law, what was that kind of like for you as far as like the hours you were working or like the stress load you were feeling because of that additional factor?
1: The, you know, the hours for me, because I was self-employed, I could choose what hours I worked. I could choose how hard I wanted to work. The hours were never overwhelming, but the stress was a different thing because um, work comes, work goes, the bills stay the same, but you, you have a fluctuating income flow So I did some plaintiff's work too, and you invest time and energy and lay out costs on a case, and you don't know how it's going to work out or when it's going to work out. Um, But during that time, that case is not bringing in revenue. So it was very stressful. We also had a branch of the firm at one point that did foreclosure work, which I didn't particularly enjoy. I sort of inherited um, involuntarily. And in that, there's such um, tremendous cyclical ups and downs. And we went from having hardly any work, we ended up having 45 staff, and then 2008 happened and it went down. And and so really there's a whole lot of stress in in running a firm. And unfortunately, we learn a lot about law in law school. We don't learn anything about how to be a lawyer, not enough at least, but you learn that when you start working, your mentor, your law firm trains you on how to do your area of law. But we're never trained in business development. And we're never trained in, in finance and how to really manage a firm. And, and that, that's important to learn. Mm-hmm.
0: You know, and that's where I would say my background is accounting and finance. And, and you know, that's where like our, our firm, we really play a very big role. in from the bookkeeping, the CFO services to helping, you know, firms understand that side of their business. And one of the things that I always tell people is that, you know, money is emotional whether it's in personal life or in business but it just seems like you know from my perspective i'm curious on yours is that when it came down to being a business owner it's like seeing you got a chance to see the cycles of money up and down and still like hey the expenses stayed the same like that to me seems to be a very overwhelming factor that a lot of people aren't ready to kind of navigate so You know, you mentioned also about, you know, having to make all the hiring decisions. What was that like, you know, having to keep all the pieces in mind and decide whether you hire or let people go?
1: Yeah, hiring was probably pretty easy. It was the downsizing piece that was difficult because we work in a very nice place. We all got along and folks became my friends. And I was probably not as analytical and perhaps too, Emotional, if that's the right word, emotionally connected, to often make the right decision financially uh, soon enough. Um, but the cycles were really, really difficult. It, what I learned from that, at least my style, was to be extremely conservative with with money. You know, when you kind of work for yourself, uh, I didn't get a paycheck. I took money out whenever I wanted. It was my money, but I learned to leave a lot in the bank. So if I had three, I tried to keep four months in there. So if I literally had no fees for four months, I'd be able to pay the bills. I never had zero fees. There were some slower months, but that gave me enough cushion that, um, you know, I, I didn't live in fear all the time. And the weird thing about being a lawyer, and it's probably not the same in accounting because you may have, you know, we've used the same accounting firm now for maybe 20 years. But in, in law, at least in family law, um, you know, my client mixed today will not be my client mixed two years from now. Those clients will be gone. Their matters have been handled in new ones. So you, you could really say, what if I don't have any clients two years from now? But you learn that those things always work out. Um, they always do. And having kind of a focus on the fact that things are going to work out instead of a fear like, I may not have any clients two years from now, just know we're good. We get new clients all the time. We get referrals, people like our website, and it'll all work out.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, I'm curious, how long did it take you to get comfortable with that, realizing that, hey, it's going to work out? Because I talk to a lot of lawyers when they're early in the process. You know, That is one of the questions on their mind. Well, what if we don't have any, you know, any clients? And you know, over time, I've noticed those that practice for a while, they get to that point where they realize like, Hey, we have some processes in place and it, it, it seems to work out. Like how long did it take for you to get, you know, comfortable in that idea?
1: You know, that's a good question. I don't know exactly the answer of how long, cause it was a process instead of an event. Uh, but it took, it took many years and it really comes down to fear. And, and how do you, how do you handle that fear? Well, the kind of the wrong way is to awfulize. That's my word think of the worst possible, the most awful thing that could happen and focus on that and, and kind of predict that will happen. Because that could happen I and mean, the worst thing could happen. But if I focus on that, I feel stressed, I feel overwhelmed, I feel defeated, and I don't show up every day in a positive, healthy, helpful way. So if instead I focus on two things, I focus on the better result, um, I'm more likely to achieve that, and and if I focus on the process instead of worrying about the outcome, instead of worrying about the future, I try to be present. You know, what can I do today? So when I lost that insurance company, I invested money in a website. By then, at that point, we didn't really have a real website, um, and I got a competent, professional company to build a website and market for us in a brand new area of the law, and it it was money I didn't have at the time, but the return on investment was, you know, really unbelievable. So, you know, my thoughts are, are kind of twofold focus on the positive result instead of the negative and be present in what we're doing. Instead of focusing on the outcome, choose the activity, the, the priority of activity that I want, I want to do. I play a lot of golf and if I'm playing you Terrell, and I'm, you know, we're even on the 17th hole, and I have a five-foot putt to make to stay even with you. And I think, oh, my gosh, if I miss this putt, Terrell's going to be one up going into 18, and I can't win. But if instead I think, my gosh, I hit this putt 50 times yesterday on the practice green, nothing to it. I'll just focus on my stroke. And if I focus on my stroke, I'm more likely to make the putt. Nothing's guaranteed. But by changing, focusing on the present instead of the outcome really can make a difference.
0: Awesome. I I love that. I mean, I, I, something that reminds me of a, I forgot exactly where I heard it, but, um, I, I, maybe when I was like much younger trying to figure things out or like thinking that I had to have everything all figured out and, and someone had said to me, it's like, you know, what, what can you actually do next? Like what is the next step and make sure that next step is a good one. And, It's amazing how just that simple mind shift that you just discussed, like it was a huge game changer for me.
1: Right. Fear can be paralyzing if we let it. So, you know, get into action. I mean, I can't control, I don't know what will happen two years from now. I may have no clients. I may have a lot. I don't know. So why worry about it? Why not? What can I do today? You know, what can I do today to market myself, to please my clients, to get referrals? You know, what's my plan of action? And things always work out, they, they always do.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, one other element that, you know, as we talked to a lot of lawyers that they've talked about is, you know, and it kind of brings up a little bit of that burnout as well is, you know, when talking to lawyers that practice in family law um, and some that practice in criminal law, it's just that being able to emotionally you know separate from the drama that may be involved in the cases when you switched over to you know family law did you have that challenge at all
1: um many many people do so many people say to me how can you ever do family law and um there is a lot of drama and you know most by my experience most of my family law cases hardly ever get tried if they do it's only because the other side is Absurdly unreasonable because it's so expensive and stressful to try a case. For me, I focus on how I can be a service, how I can fulfill your needs, how I can help you, because you're often lost, confused, fearful, angry, hurt, all those emotions. How can I help you see the goal? Let's focus on the goal. The goal is to get you divorced, the goal is to get you your freedom. The goal is to find you the right job that'll support your income. And I don't take their drama and make it my drama. It's an opportunity to be a support and to lift them, but it is their marriage. It's not my marriage. And I almost never lose sleep worrying about my clients. Uh, I care about them. I help them. But you need to have a certain level of detachment. And I think really of like, a surgeon or a doctor in certain fields, um, oncology, they probably lose a lot of patients and they probably can care for those patients. But, but to do their job well, they can't be focused on that. Their focus has to be on what they're doing and what they can do best to help their client or their patient. Spoken
0: like a very wise man. Um, I, I think there are, there are so many lawyers that I, I'll, I'll share that advice with. Um, because that that has been something I've noticed to, to come up a bit more when, you know, talking with lawyers about like, you know, their law firm. And some of them have come out and said, it's just like, you know what, Tarah, honestly, I don't know how long I can practice family law because, man, the the, the burden that they're carrying is heavy. So thanks for that insight. I, I will definitely share that with them.
1: Yeah, I just always remember it's not it's not my burden to carry. Um, it's my opportunity to be of service. And I like to focus on how I find fulfillment. And, you know, in almost every one of those cases, at some point, it got slower during COVID, but at some point it ends, it it concludes. And every one of my clients is happier then. Um, They know their plan, they know where they're going to go, they know who they're going to be with, and, and they feel free. And so I focus on getting them to that point and it's so fulfilling. And at every point, they're all at different stages. So, you know, this month I resolve that client's matter and, and I feel fulfilled from that. And this client's just get started and I can paint that picture to them of what it's going to look like when they're finally free.
0: Mm-hmm. Awesome. I love it. I love it. Now, one of the things that I want to, you know, switch to is, you know, so the way that I found you on LinkedIn was, you know, you were talking about some great things about, you know, helping lawyers kind of, navigate, you know, those challenges because I I I I would probably guess those there isn't a class in law school about avoiding burnout or setting boundaries. (laughs) So can you tell us a little bit about you know how you started getting into creating the content in that space and and what really gave you passion to help lawyers in that way?
1: Yeah. So I um when I was still practicing in Maryland, I was the chair of our lawyer assistance committee. I'm sober in recovery for, it'll actually be 31 years tomorrow. And wellness is huge for me. So I practiced for a period of time as an active alcoholic. And for the last 31 years, I've gone through the process of transforming myself into recovery. In the Lawyer Assistance Committee, we tried to find lawyers and judges who had some mental health issue that was really handicapping them both with their health, but with their success and and with their clients. And and from there, I developed the passion to really help people be as healthy as they can. It makes me think, though, when I planted some plants a a month or so ago, and I forgot to water them quickly enough, and and I went out to water them a couple days later, and they're all drooping and sad, and I dumped a bunch of water on them, but some of them were too far gone, and they didn't come back. But the others soaked up the water, they flourished, they grew, and they're healthy today. And I have a passion for finding lawyers who may be stressed, overwhelmed, fearful, um, burned out and, and helping them to rejuvenate their life and to grow and become as successful and happy as they want to be in their practice.
0: Nice. I love it. I love it. I mean, I think that there's such a, a huge need for that, that, you know, now if people are interested in learning a lot more about kind of what you're doing, um, where's a good place for them to find you online?
1: For those of you, of your listeners who are on LinkedIn, I post almost every day on LinkedIn on some topic. Uh, This week's was authenticity. Last week's was emotional intelligence. And I I post weekly with a lot of substantive information. They can find me there under my name, Gary Miles. Love to connect with any of your listeners. I also have a website, GaryMiles.net, which talks about what I do and, and how I help people. And you can email me at gary at garymiles.net and, and I'll get back to you promptly and have a courtesy call. See how I can be, see if I can be of help to you in achieving your goals.
0: Awesome. Awesome. You know, one of the things that I, I noticed, like when, you know, I, I love the, 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 I guess you call it the, the, the pop-up or the, the call to action in, in the front of the website. And I don't want to talk about the eight tips itself, but just the, the idea of, of boundaries Um, you know, when it comes down to, you know, practicing law is how often do you think, you know, lawyers are prepared to be able to set boundaries that can prevent, you know, burnout? Uh,
1: I think I did a poll on this when I, when I did, when that was my theme for the week and maybe 90% of the respondents felt they didn't set boundaries well enough and that they were suffering from burnout. And they're probably kind of two scenarios that can happen. If I join a firm, I want to prove myself. I want to become a partner. They say, jump. I ask how high. They say, can you take on this thing? I say, yes, 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 yes. Not ever accounting for what I'm really able to do. Or when I'm building my own firm, I'll say yes to this client, yes to that client, bring in more and more work because I'm worried I won't have enough revenue. So I say yes to everybody until it's just too much. So I think it comes from the competitiveness and kind of the financial aspect of law. We we think we have to say yes to everything to be successful. And we really don't. We just have to be true to ourselves, be authentic, attract the clients we want, and and it will all work out.
0: Awesome. I love that. And I, I can definitely second that because that was one thing that I, I've I've enjoyed when that life up moment happens for like some of the lawyers we work with where like i'll ask them a question of okay based on how much money you want to make how many cases do you need to achieve that and usually it's some ridiculously high number then when we go through the numbers we do some analysis and look into the average case value like you only need x number of cases to be able to sustain that and it's just like being able to see that roadmap, then they're like, oh my gosh, like I can like set some boundaries. Like right. I don't have to kill myself to hit my goals. So I, I really loved that when I saw that on about, you know, talking about boundaries, because I, I, I would probably have guessed the same thing that most lawyers don't have healthy boundaries that could lead them away from the cliff of burnout.
1: Right, and and part of it is what you you do for your law firm clients they don't ever think about that. They don't think about how many cases do I need? They're just saying yes, because they, they just get in this treadmill of saying yes to everything. And sometimes it's okay to say, no, that's not a kind of case I handle, or that's not a client I want to represent, or I have enough work to, to be where I want to be.
0: Awesome, I love it, I love it. Well, before we wrap up, one final question I love asking every guest is, you know, out of all the things that you talked about today, you know, if you had to say, recap and say, hey, there's tier, tier two key takeaways that you want lawyers and the audience to remember, what would those two things be?
1: The first is to focus on the positive things in your life. I'm a huge believer in gratitude. Whenever I'm in a bad place, everything's going wrong, nothing's going my way, whatever, whatever, I focus on what I have to be grateful for. And then I stopped worrying about the little thing that took me the wrong way. And and to stay present. You know, whenever we're in the past, we live in resentment or fear of being found out for something we did wrong. If we're in the future, we're always living in worry and fear. Be present. What do I have to do today? You know, I think, and this really isn't business related, but I think of whenever I go to, I had to see a brother-in-law who was terminally ill. And if I thought about that fact, that he was terminally ill, I I would go in in an attitude of depression and sadness. But if I thought, what can I do today at the present moment to be of service to him? All of a sudden, I'm warm and loving and caring and listening. So be present and be grateful. Those are the two main tips.
0: Awesome. I love it. Well, Gary, thank you for being an amazing guest. Thank you for coming on today. It's been a pleasure having you.
1: Thank you, Troll, for having me. I, I appreciate it very, very much.
0: If you're looking for ideas on how to manage and grow a profitable law firm, this Facebook group is perfect for you because every week we are featuring conversations with successful lawyers and businesses related to law firms on tips, ideas, and technology that are helping many people grow and manage a profitable law firm. So, If you're looking for great tips and ideas, you definitely want to click the link below so you can join the conversation and be part of the Law Firms and Finance Facebook group.